Welcome to Tech London, a show featuring interviews with London's top creative entrepreneurs, startups, investors, design agencies, internet marketers, and freelancers that make up the Tech London online community, which mostly lives on the Slack instant messaging platform. We rotate through both hosts and guests for these interviews, so you have the chance to hear from multiple perspectives on London's tech scene. Hello, folks. It's another Tech London podcast, and in our uh, in my luxury studio today, I've got Gareth. Um, Gareth, what are you known for, and what would you like to be known for, sir? Well, what I'm known for, yeah. So I'm I'm uh, one of the co-founders of Town Square. We're a B Corp uh, based across the UK with flex workspaces um, and all sorts of fun activities going on. Uh, what I'd like to be known for, uh, I don't really know. You know, the more so, like um, I've got a three-year-old son, and I'm finding uh improving songs about things we're doing around the house is is quite good fun so maybe something along those lines i think uh, what's it what's it you say at the end of the improv thing and then you, yeah you know, yes and yes and no, yes, <laughs> i've got to stop there because i can't i can't follow that through <laughs> so so gareth i've dragged you in here um off the, off the motorway into the uh cafe and motorway services to explain. that horn that horn was perfectly timed for that segue it was. So we're doing this thing at um, the UCL Entrepreneurial Innovation Centre, which is actually the one behind King's Cross, folks, not the one that you probably know better on Gower Street. But it's, the, it's, it's where Baggies used to be, those of you that are old enough to remember. And it's a workshop. And when I hear, when I see workshop on something, it's like, what does that mean? So, we, so we're not going to be sitting down doing um, maths and English, are we? What, what are we going to be doing, <laughs> Gareth? Lead us down that path. Yeah. So I think this is why, I mean, so firstly, doing it at UCL is really cool. So they've, they've got this incredible space and, and it was a big part of the inspiration for doing something like this was speaking with Jerry and kind of understanding what works well in those kind of environments. So the idea of doing it as a workshop is so that everyone gets something from it. This isn't going to be a bunch of people at the front of the room telling you what we think. We really want to make something which at the end of it, we've got something to show for it. So the whole idea is a brief intro to what we think an ecosystem is, what it, what it can be, what it should be, what, you know, what works well. And the easiest way to think about that is if it takes a village to raise a child, it takes an ecosystem to raise a founder. That's the way we're thinking about it. Um, you might hate that word ecosystem. A lot of people do. I don't particularly like it myself, but as a descriptor for what is the system in which a founder, an entrepreneur, a business grows, develops, it's probably the best term. So, uh, sorry now if you hate that term, but that's what we're going to go with. Um, so yeah, we're going to set the context of what we think the ecosystem is. And then really, we're going to turn it over to everyone to map out the ecosystem in London, in parts of London, in different uh, sectors and in different industries, different communities. And we really want to, for you as an, as an entrepreneur or a founder or someone who's interested in this world, to be able to find out where there are opportunities, where there are open doors, where there are directions to travel in. But equally to kind of shine a light on what makes an ecosystem really work. And that's the kind of longer term objective here is to work out what makes a successful ecosystem work. What are the elements that are so highly valued? What are the parts that make it um, the place you feel you have to be? Like you have no choice to, but to be in this ecosystem if you want to be a success. So yeah, we're really, really interested in um, making it fun, mapping it out trying to make it something that is valuable at the end of it, which can help other people to navigate that ecosystem, to make new relationships, to meet new people who can create opportunities and, and really trying to 
I don't, again, another word I don't like is democratizing, but like trying to make it so much more clear and accessible as to how do people access these opportunities? How do people meet people who are going to help them to get to the next level? That's, uh, can you can you explain a little bit about how the startup club works in Town Square? Because when I, I don't, I'm going to do a little bit of an intro here because I used to go to about ten years ago, more even more than that. Um, before Instagram, I used to go to a meetup for freelancers, and it took me about a year to get to that meetup for freelancers because I was petrified that I'd get in there and everyone was, you know, so much cooler more sophisticated, you know, had more products on Product Hunt and had, you know, met Seth Godin and God knows what. And when I, when I got there, it was just a, a bunch of regular human beings who were all, like, doing stuff. And I I think it's it, it's not, you know, there's a whole range of people coming, but you're not going to walk into a room with, like, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk and Sam Ultram. You're going to work as a the group of people and the groups of people that are coming to this are all, you know, neighborhood people. So, so can you, can you attempt yeah. to move on from that explanation into like the startup club and what that means? Cause it is a startup club, but it isn't a startup club. I said so like, yeah. So the, the word club is an interesting part of that. Right. So like, I'm really keen to have a lot of people coming along to this workshop who actually feel they don't have, a very well-developed network or who don't feel like they know everyone and who will walk in the room and won't feel like they already know everyone who's going to be there because they're the people who equally we want to know, like who do people feel they haven't met enough of? Who do they want to meet? Do they even know what they don't know? If you see what I mean, like does that person even exist? So that's the first part of it with, with regards to startup club. The big thing that we try and do with startup club is recognize and acknowledge the imposter syndrome that comes with, any founder committing to start a business, going freelance, uh, going freelance, um, committing to a venture, recognizing that, acknowledging it and accepting it as opposed to everyone just constantly pretending that's not a thing, right? Um, that's, that's a myth where we're really trying to frame it in a way where you connect with people where you build this really authentic, uh, empathy, where you build these connections that go much deeper than just transactional. Can you make me a referral? Can you give me advice? Can you do X or Y or Z? But to build these kind of networks that there's someone who understands what you're going through, but has that empathy because they've been through it themselves or they're currently going through it. Similar to what you're saying there about some of those names, I always find the best people to give you advice are people who are side by side with you on the journey, not someone who's been to the top of the mountain. They're walking back down and telling you, yeah, it's great. It was easy Um, because that that, that kind of um, history written by the victors thing you you don't remember the pain in in your joints and your muscles when you're trying to get over that over that crest of the hill. Um, it's it's a painful process, and I find that you get a much deeper empathy from being alongside people that are at a similar level as opposed to people who are yeah thinking back to ten years ago when they first started. So within this kind of context, we're trying to map out maybe where you don't realize there is support, maybe where you don't realize there are communities where you don't realize where there is strength in the ecosystem, where you can tap into it, what you might get from it in a transactional sense or what you might contribute in a, in a broader sense. Um, and yeah, just trying to visualize that for other people so they know where to start. Yeah, one, one of my um, seriously moving on from that, Gareth, is uh, <laughs> again, when I was panicking about going to this freelancers club, um, I ran 
uh, a couple of networking groups and I used to organize networking events and I'd always like press a button and in King's Cross, we used to do a lot of stuff around the King's Cross area and, um, you know, like you press a button and 40 people would show up. And it was really, really easy. But to do, where mm. I lived in zone four, some people say East London, but it's really Ilford and Essex. Um, people would, Doing, a, doing an event there was so hard. Uh, and there was a hotel just down the road and we'd say, oh, you know, we're bringing a load of people. And we got some really good speakers who lived in the area were like delighted to have something happening in that area and they wouldn't have to go into town. And we had to work like a hundred times harder to get people in that room. Like we had to call in every favor ever. And all mm. the people that came to that Ilford um, networking event were the ones that came to King's Cross. And even though it was by their house, they thought they had to go into London because that's where the magic was, because the streets mm. paved with gold. And what's what's happened uh, during lockdown and COVID and everything is that, you know, suburbia and neighbourhoods and zone five, how many are there, six, five, and four, and there's another one, isn't there, three, have become, you know, more not attractive, but it, it just makes more – we've been conditioned a little bit or forced to stay in our area. So, for example, by Barking Station, um, Karen runs – uh, 360, which is a, a co-working space there, and Barking Enterprise Centre. And more people pay attention to what she's doing now than they did before COVID because they have now realised that they don't have to go into, the, even though we're running an event in the centre of London, um, but they don't have to go into the centre of London to find stuff because, you know, we're, we, we, we've booted the commute, haven't we, Gareth? Well, yeah, and I, and I think that's what's, what we're trying to get to from, from, you know, from us doing this exercise is recognising that the ecosystem is when we talk about ecosystems if you're talking about in a nature sense it's this idea of what creates life what gives the conditions for life and it's that idea of like every different founder or entrepreneur everyone listening to this will have a different level of ambition different level of drive motivation inspiration all of that kind of good stuff and so it's really trying to map out four different uh people for different people in different situations what that ecosystem can offer to them and so like you say that might be going into the center of town once a week to be able to engage with a certain activity, but equally recognizing that what you have on your doorstep might be uh, a rich resource as well. Definitely. And there's, it, it's, I don't know why it's so hard to meet people in your local area that are doing things like making websites and stuff like that. And, and I've no, that's, that's one of the main things I hope we break down here. Cause I've just been to so many things over the years and then bumped into people in my in my local area at those events and then we've ended up meeting in a coffee shop or a, or a workspace nearer our home and doing stuff together than we then you know running around over where the, the other thing is um can you can you in the in the event page there's a link to what if everyone was an entrepreneur can you try and do that in like a minute yeah. So the whole idea here really is this. Um, so we, we, we spent a lot of time kind of looking at some of these kind of what if questions and the whole idea behind, behind what if everyone was an entrepreneur was this like deep belief that everything is so um, unpredictable and uncertain at the minute that being an entrepreneur is now a necessity, I think, in the modern economy. And this idea of do you have to be a company director to be an entrepreneur? Do you have to be a a certain wage you have to have a certain industry do you have to have a certain focus no it's it's this kind of skill set and this approach which is more important so it's really looking at how people are more entrepreneurial 
in different walks of life and in, in different kind of approaches, whether you are a, you know, what's the difference between a freelancer and an entrepreneur, right? What's the difference between a sole trader and a, and someone who's a self-employed professional? What's the difference between a founder of a unicorn and, and, um, an entrepreneur in the NHS? So it's trying to challenge that idea that only certain people deserve that label of being an entrepreneur and shifting it to getting people to realize that you are not an entrepreneur. That's not a fixed state. You act entrepreneurially or you behave, uh, in an entrepreneurial manner. That's the kind of thing that, that, that I'm quite excited by. And it's really understanding if, and I think we all feel quite, um, confident that the volatility is not going anywhere. Then how do we enable more people to get the advantages that if you didn't go to Oxford, if you didn't go to Cambridge, if you didn't go to somewhere where, you know, um, you access the network immediately. This idea that everyone's got a best mate who's an accountant or a lawyer or everyone knows what SEIS is from day one or everyone knows about all these kind of advantages of where to find investors. This stuff is like, it's embedded privilege. Um, and that's not to say that people should be criticized for having that privilege. It's recognizing that not everyone does. And the, the idea of looking at the ecosystem is looking at how do we make what is invisible so much more visible and accessible to more people who this isn't about whether they deserve it or not. This is just like giving people the opportunity to see the world as it truly is. Um, and so by mapping the ecosystem and identifying what makes it work in different places, the hope is that we can identify to say, like you say, embarking, well, embarking, there aren't many, uh, say IP attorneys or IP specialists. So if we think that that's the kind of ecosystem we're trying to build there, that's something we might want to address is plugging that gap gap. But equally, you might say that, you know, in Croydon, um, there's a thriving community, uh, creative sector that needs a commissioner. There needs to be a commissioning office from, uh, a network or from, uh, you know, X or Y or Z to, to be, to make that ecosystem go to the next level. So it's really trying to, trying to understand where there is a richness. Where there's, uh, where there's a gap or a paucity and understanding that, you know, like uh, ecosystems and entrepreneurship ecosystems that have these different things. They've got things like a shared vision. There was, there was a really great uh, report by the Kaufman Foundation that kind of identified successful entrepreneurship ecosystems have these kind of seven elements, which is, um, inclusive and shared leadership. It's not just one person with one agenda. There's a collaborative culture. Everyone's bought in. There's a shared vision that, if achieved, everyone gets the benefit from, you know, the network is truly connected. There's a clear methodology and metrics around measuring whether that's uh, successful. There's universal support from all stakeholders. Um, and then it creates something which is sustainable. It doesn't just drop off a cliff if one person steps away or if, if one organization runs out of funding or, or goes past. So it's trying to look at that ecosystem to make sure that it truly benefits as many people as possible. That's epic. And talking with as many people as possible, um, what there are, so what we've done here, just to make it clear, is we've gone around lots of, lots of different groups we know very well and for a long time in London and said, would you like to come and take part in this? And so there's, um, there's, you know, the Tech London, which is, this is the Tech London podcast. There's a few people coming from that. There's a few people coming from Urban MBA. There's a few people coming from, um, a lot of the meetup groups we've, we've known or know, and there's people coming from different, we're very connected to the co-working um, ecosystem in, in London, and there's people coming from local authorities. So we'll end up with probably, I don't know, 30 to 40 people in the room. So if you're a bit of an introvert, you're not going to walk into a room with like 10 million people and, uh, you know, loud hip hop music. I wanted to do that, but no one else was up for it. 
and and it's going to be a very flowy, inclusive conversation, um, not a, you know, I'm trying to think of an example that's not rude. It's really hard, you know. Not not a deadlifting competition, okay? So uh, I'm just trying to set the scene here and doing a really bad job of it. Yeah, and then, like this is this is going to be facilitated in a way where you don't need to come with notes. You don't need to come with anything prepared. We're going to structure that entirely. Thank you for saving me there, Gareth. Um, and then what we're particularly looking to do is find people who are already doing things because something I just happens all the time. You know, I meet someone at a conference and they say, oh, I'm, I'm making a piece of software for this. I'm like, you know, and then I'll say like 10 bits of software and they've never heard of them. And then quite often that person ends up going and working for the, those that piece of software, another piece of software instead of making their own. And it, it's getting people together to do things. Something that happens a lot in, in, in London co-working spaces I know is that the co-working space will want to start some kind of program or charity, which is like an amazing thing to do, but there's already like 10 charities around the, around the area that are, are much better at being a charity. And then they come and do something in the co-working space and then it all, and then it all blows up because, because mm. people are sharing their resources. So that's the, we're not looking to any, we're looking to actually stop people reinventing, stop, I know, is that the right language, Gareth? You know, help people not reinvent the wheel, but help them connect with people that can help them, you know, move forward in a, in a much more constructive fashion. Is there yeah. anything else you'd like to add before we, uh, you know, yeah, that's go to it. Feel, helicopter? Feel less, yeah. <laughs> feel less, you know, isolated and alienated. That's exactly it. Like this sense that everyone has to continually design all that stuff. Hopefully we can build something here that we can use as a platform um, for, for you in the future, but equally for, uh, everyone up and coming. Brilliant. Um, and just to conclude, folks, every weekday in a different co-working space in London, we do a two-hour thing called The Right Club. And whatever you're doing, whether you're a, a nurse, an entrepreneur, and a, a skydiver, um, you can just come in there, meet a group of people every day of the week, and get your writing done, whether that is writing books, poetry, sales letters, obituaries, whatever you want to do. Um, this is, we've been running this on and off for seven years and people have written books, people have written articles for massive newspapers, people have got, met each other, people have found out how to get over their creative blocks and all that kind of stuff. So that happens. There's always a link in the show notes to this. That happens every weekday, 10 to 12 in a different co-working space and anyone's welcome. Thank you very much for your time, Gareth. Where can we find you online? Do we just care? Do we just type Gareth into Google or do we need to do more than that? Yeah, unfortunately, more like even Gareth Jones. Um, yeah, that, that's not going to get you anywhere. So at Gareth TSQ on town, on uh, Twitter, on town, on Twitter or townsq.co.uk online. Have you ever thought of starting a newsletter, Gareth? Have I? You bet. Yeah. Thegoodfounder.co.uk. Uh, pretty much every week, get a post on there about different aspects of starting uh, a responsible business, uh, B Corp, all that kind of good stuff. Thanks very much, folks. Be careful out there. It is a jungle. You've been listening to the Tech London Show. If you're interested in joining the community or even making an appearance on this show, make sure you join our Slack group over at techlondon.io. Till next time.